Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. The shade. Hey, 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 what's going on to all my kings and queens and in betweens? It's your girl, the one and only Miss B, Queen B, back for episode three of season three. Ooh, you actually of the tea with Queen B. Come on now. Come on, God. Now you got bored. Won't he do it? <laughs> okay, three for three. Hey, y'all. Hey, guys. Um, as y'all know, I always got my right hand hitting with me, the motherfucking goddess. I can't even say it's like P Valley anymore because we don't know when the show is coming back on. You know, I've been seeing people just like keep it going and keep that. You know, just I, I, what, what happened point, at the paint? Yeah, I need to know because old boy then came back. He know that you'd have been stealing the monies. I need to know what's we going on. Forget, so y'all need to hurry up, okay? Because I, I got things to do with the paint, okay? Hey, y'all. Um. We're starting another week on a good foot, I guess. Uh, are we on time? Um, no. Okay. We're not on we time. Week, actually. Uh, we're on time for this week, but we didn't record last week. Okay. Um, I don't know exactly what happened, but yes, we are here. Y'all, today's show is a lot to unpack. There's so much going on in entertainment news and whatever you know I mean look some people ask me like you know why do I choose to do like entertainment and like gossip and all that because what what else are we going to talk about I applaud people who have um podcasts about things like you know living well and (laughs) how to motivate yourself as a black woman because baby I know y'all be running out of shit to say That's why you got to keep things current. You know what I'm saying? Keep it going. Keep it moving. You know, evolve. Keep it moving. That part. So, um, this week in my world, uh, not much has been going on except for, uh, the basis of this show, which I haven't decided what it's going to be called. I, I think it should just be called hashtag adulting because that's how I feel about it. Um, mm. Yeah, just working. Right. You know, happy hour at the bar. That's really what I was going on. Oh, we got tattoos. Oh, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. God, I didn't think about talking about that. Amber and I got matching tattoos uh, yesterday. No. Was it yesterday? Day before yesterday? Okay, day before yesterday. Uh, Amber and I got matching tattoos Saturday night. Uh, we got our Pisces sign in, in front of our ear. And then we got each other's initial with a little heart. I told this bitch she's tatted on me for life, so we can't break up. Like, you know. I tried many times. (laughs) Honestly, look, Bianca be so scared. Y'all, this tiny ass tattoo in front of her ear. She was so worried. I was clenching my teeth the whole time. You're fucking embarrassing. For that that tattoo that took 10 minutes. Okay, it took 10 minutes, but first of all, it was hearing the machine in my head. Like, the, the... in my ear it was so weird to me it's the same way I feel about an MRI machine like just you're not that, gonna compare a tattoo to an MRI I had to because no because it was on the face so it was close to the ear Goodbye. and you could like hear everything I was clenching my teeth like a dog <sighs> arr, arr. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm like a damn dog but uh the tats came out pretty nice um 
I was disappointed because I had literally had left work. I had got a ride to meet Amber. <laughs> I had went and bought me a cute little bottle. First of all, I don't even drink Moscato like that. Amber drinks more Moscato than I do. And I got a bottle of Moscato so that her and I could share wine and, you know, do our thing while we were there. I didn't know how long it was going to take, blah, blah, blah. Do y'all know, in the dead cold, in the dead cold, a bitch dropped the whole bottle of wine. It was so devastating to watch, y'all. No, listen, Amber, I turned over, Amber's face was just mouth open. Because it's like, typical fucking Bianca, this big-ass bottle of Moscato, typical Bianca. Oh, my gosh. I was so hurt by it, too, because I had my eyes set on that. I mean, I even bought cups from the corner store. Like, I even, <laughs> I, I did all of the things. I bought the cups and everything. You know, it's a little cold outside. We were just going to have a few sips. Oh, devastation. Worst seven ninety nine ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, so um, maybe once we're, like, healed and stuff, we'll post our of our tats on the page because they're really cute you know sisterly bonds I don't and my mom which she's ridiculous always thinks that she's supposed to be included in Amber and I and everything that we do so we told her where we were getting the tattoos which is technically a face tattoo but not really and she's like where do I fit in this equation we're not sisters nigga in Florida didn't didn't you say didn't you say we wasn't your little friend isn't that what you were saying all uh-huh. the years? I ain't your, I ain't your little friend. Uh-huh. Now, you want to be besties. Mm. <laughs> well, no, we will get a matching tattoo at some point in time with our mother, but she's ridiculous. They say if you have a mother cherisher. <laughs> Ever showing me some bob. You don't know for the bob. <laughs> I'm just thinking about a new look, a new cut color. Well, you know, you know, people see this, um, of course, you know, for people who don't know what we look like, you need to go to the podcast page to at least see that. Queen BT Podcast, hello. She's a beautiful But man. Amber has really long, beautiful hair. Her hair grows super mm-hmm. fast, super Thank nice, you. all of that. And she gets bored. And so probably like every two years, this bitch brings up a bob, like don't every two years. The last time you had a bob was like... When you had, like, the blondish. Oh, like four years ago. So, yeah, that was, like, a little while ago. But that was the only time you ever went through with it. So. But, I mean, shorter than that. Like, you're, like. Well, if you see the sheep's ass on my head. You know, I'm making something new for 33. Maybe, because that is your Jesus year, girl. Mm -hmm. Amber and I have birthdays coming up. (laughs) Ah, It's the God in me. That's what I thought. 33. (laughs) What is it? Oh, God. where's my mic? Stop it. Now you have to do it. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, y'all, let's jump right on in. It's a lot to unpack this week. First of all, straight out the gate, let's just go ahead and congratulate Riri and A-Side. Let's just go ahead and, you know, look. Even though we knew it, Riri. Chris Brown's probably punching the air somewhere, you know, but silently. He's having kids, but there's something about Rihanna and Chris Brown's relationship. It could be her or Karuchi. If Karuchi gets pregnant, he'll be punching the air there as but well. But you know, but everybody's saying Drake is upset about Rihanna, probably. 
He probably is. I feel like Drake really never got the chance to like holler Drake, you at Drake. Drake, you done went and got, right. Drake, you done went and got a slut bucket pregnant. Right, because wasn't he saying the same thing about Nicki Minaj? Right. Like, he was like obsessed with her too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like. That's that light nigga skin. Light skin nigga shit, exactly. Now, I feel like, even though a lot of y'all might not agree with me, I know that they had a very tumultuous relationship, but they were so young. I do feel like. Like, seeing, like, Chris Brown documentary a few years later and just hearing some of the things that Rihanna has said, I think they both probably heavily regretted how they ended. Yeah. And that we, as people on the outside looking in, probably wish that we would have been privy to a longer relationship between them to see how things would have ended. Like, you know, ASAP and Rihanna, they are an it couple, um... They're, you know, they're they're famous, but you really haven't had that fever over, like, a celebrity couple, I think, since, like, Beyonce and Jay-Z, really. Yeah, but but Rihanna and ASAP are so low-key and, like... Yeah, that's what it is. Rihanna's not even putting out music, so it's like, if she was, I feel like they would be more of, like, an income. But people do post them, but... Right. They're not that big, and I think it's because she's been in the cut. Yeah, and she's just, you know, focusing on herself, I guess, and her relationship... It's just so crazy to me that, you know, she was with <laughs> that A-Rap billionaire for, like, two years or something, and no baby. And I knew it was going to be ASAP. It, I don't I don't know. I just felt it. It was going to be ASAP. And, you know, more power to them. I'm happy for them. Um, That's my Pisces girl. Yes, or all. I don't know. You know, I don't... Everyone's speculating whether it's a boy or a girl, whatever... Doesn't really matter. Whatever the sex is, gonna be cute, gonna be draped up and dripped out. Mm, um, I baby know fenty. There are yes, somebody was saying that that y'all just get ready for baby Fenty because it'll be on the way. Because I mean the progression of things, Fenty went from lingerie just for women and then they added like men's stuff. And I mean, I guess that's the natural progression, just to go ahead and just throw baby Fenty in there have no idea what that would even look like. I mean, what do you, baby draws? I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're happy for them. Also, in the pregnancy news world, Judy and the Brat are pregnant. Um, if you don't know, the Brat and, um, what is her actual name? Uh, Jessica? Jessica, yeah. Her name is Jessica, but everyone knows her as the Big Booty Judy. She sells the Kaleidoscope Drops, which I do use. Shout out to you, Judy girl! Um, but they are having a baby and also getting married on the 22nd of this month. Happy for them. I'm happy that the Brat just gets to live her truth. Um, Girl, we knew what was going on all these years. Stop. Yeah, way back since Funk the Yeah, Yeah, like it was okay. a big thing. Like, she just recently came out, like, on the show. Like, girl, we, girl, we, we knew that. We knew, okay. I mean, I guess it was the whole thing of, like, it being mainstream or whatever. But the girls have been hearing about you in and out of the clubs and the parties for a long time, girl. If anything, I was more shocked that Judy was... Mm-hmm. You know, that she came out with the brat or whatever in a relationship because she had been posting some other guy, like, mm-hmm. you know, not that long before, whatever, was talking about how she was happy and woody woody woo. So, it seems to be organic between them. Congratulations to them as well. A whole lot of baby making going on. Keep that shit over there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> also, in other news, 
Um, I've been hearing a lot about the Joe Rogan podcast. I'm sure a lot of you who listen to this podcast have no idea who the fuck Joe Rogan is, but you might know him as the guy who used to do Fear Factor. But Joe Rogan podcast, I think it's called like Joe Rogan Experience or some shit like that, has, he's very controversial when it comes to talking about COVID topics. COVID-19, the myth, the conspiracies, the all of that, he is not afraid to speak his mind. So apparently... He had a controversial show to the point where Meghan Markle and Prince Harry or whatever were... Is that Prince Harry? Prince Harry? Is that who she married to? I don't know. Whatever. Meghan Markle and her husband, whatever the fuck the prince name is, were like saying that they felt some type of way about Joe Rogan's podcast putting out COVID-19 misinformation. And while I understand... There's a lot of things that are being learned about COVID. The podcast world is a free speech market. Right, I'm confused. The podcast world, the things that I hear talked about on podcasts are out of this world. And this is um, the media's problem is that when a person gets big enough, then all of a sudden you are automatically deemed to have to be a role model or censor what you say or... You know, validate other people. Exactly. And um, while I might not agree with everything that he says because he has a lot of ignorant comments, a lot of tone deaf things that he says, that is his business. That's his platform. Don't listen. So I believe some artist or something basically asked Spotify to pull down. their music because they weren't censoring the Joe Rogan podcast. So now Spotify wants to put out a content advisory label in the beginning for controversial podcasts. Unbelievable. Unfucking real. And you know what? I knew that at some point in time that this is probably going to be something that happened because the podcast world is so vast it's so influential everybody got a goddamn podcast but the point of the podcast and the freedom of the podcast is which is why you have radio djs and people who are on mainstream platforms have podcasts so that they can say whatever the fuck they want to say mm-hmm. so um Spotify, I'm pretty sure you don't give a damn about little old me, but would I feel some type of way being censored and knowing that, you know, certain things that I talk about and ways that I express myself are going to be, you know, a a trigger warning for somebody? Like, seriously? Stop. And this is also part of the propaganda of what is misinformation with COVID-19 and what is not. Y'all still don't know. Right. Y'all still don't know. So, this is just society and mainstream world, you know, wanting to put this narrative on COVID that you need to be boosted, you need to be vaxxed, you need to be... Every week, something fucking changes. So, excuse me if, you know, people have opinions and they are controversial. It's not gonna stop. It's not gonna stop. I'm over talking about COVID. I'm over talking about COVID. It's, It's a lot. Uh, speaking of COVID, there was a uh, man, I believe he's from New Jersey. Uh, no, he's from North Carolina. His name was Jamal Osborne. He was denied a kidney transplant because of his vaccine refusal. What the fuck? And if you go in the comments, 
there are like a bunch of ignoramus who are like, there are certain vaccines and protocols that you have to adhere to before you get any type of transplant. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. If you want to know, have I had a fucking measles vaccine or something like that before I get a kidney transplant? Okay, whatever. But for this very new vaccine be put into play and be put into protocol for so many other things. That's what some of y'all fail to realize. This whole vaccine thing is not just about protecting us from COVID. It's altering our lives and how we move around and where we can go, what we can do, who we can see, all of that. And considering the fact that two, three years ago, this was unheard of, something that we didn't even know was about to happen, didn't know that it existed. I, quite frankly, don't give a fuck how many people tell me that they've been working on this vaccine for however long, I don't care. Right. Well, then you make that protocol when you know that it's something that actually works. Right. You are denying a man a chance at life because... Of a vaccine that in the beginning y'all told us was our choice to get or not to get. Mm -hmm. So now make it make sense. Is it our choice or is it not? Yeah. I'm, I'm so annoyed. I'm so mad that this is happening for this man. He's also black. Um, I don't know that has anything to do with it or not, but the the ignorant comments, you know, basically saying that, you know, he made his choice and people mean. saying stupid stuff like, oh, he'll get another person's kidney but won't get the shot. Yes, bitch, precisely. They've been doing kidney transplants for how long now? How right. many tests you have That's to go so through to, say, to like, get a match? Yeah, to get a match, to get a donor now because some brand new vaccine that's not even five years old came out. Now, all of a sudden, where was that even talked about that this was going to be a new protocol before you do things like this? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. That's my opinion. I don't give a goddamn what anybody else thinks about it. That's wild, especially if he's been on the donor list waiting. Yeah. For the oh, game. Y'all rather this man die because he ain't got some funky ass vaccine. Mm. That is so trifling. Selfish and disgusting. Anyway, oh I can have a whole show about it. Moving on. Um. Also, uh, in the entertainment news and everything, Nick Cannon is having another baby. Bitch. Bye. Nick Cannon got some girl named Bree something pregnant or whatever. They said she's like the ex-wife of um I don't know some some football player. I think I read that too. And you could tell he really got a type. All his baby mama look like. Yep, he really has a type. I mean, from not even from Mariah, even from before that, because him and Christina Milian had a thing for yeah, a while. He definitely got a little he type. Everybody like, oh, tight. he ain't trying to get no black women pregnant. Like, no, he's not. A and couple he's of not. them are black. I yeah, I think a couple of them are black, but I'm pretty sure they're they all look, mixed they with something. Yeah, they look foreign, and I, I, I hate that a lot of black men assume this identity that because they date outside their race or date a more exotic looking woman by beauty standards they think they've won a prize if you realize that like you'll you'll see that in like um some you know when niggas describe their girl if she's foreign or she's not from here they'd be like oh she's spanish mm -hmm. my girl's spanish my girl is from x y and z well bitch are you saying that when your girl is black right no I told you that I was dating somebody one time and he straight up told me that 
he wanted to have kids with someone that was light-skinned or Spanish or something because that's what he wants his child to look like. You hate yourself, sir. You hate yourself. Dark-skinned African. Okay, that's just like Kodak Black saying that he didn't want to have a dark-skinned baby like himself. Yeah, and I was like, what? He was like, that's my preference. That's what I want to look at. I want a light baby. I was like, "Mm, Wow. Tell me you hate yourself without telling me you hate yourself. Done talking to you. Yes. Uh, Delete, ignore. Um, Now, some of the controversy surrounding this whole Nick Cannon having another baby was basically to the effect of how does this woman who just lost her child feel about you bringing another life this was his youngest baby that died yeah she made some kind of statement yeah she like put out a uh like put out like a a instagram post or something like that or whatever i didn't really read it because it looked like a soliloquy i couldn't do it but (laughs) you know just the inconsideration on his behalf i'm not saying that he has to just not procreate or whatever because he just lost a kid but you literally have one of your child's mothers grieving the loss of y'all's child and your answer was I'll make another baby right what but when not- did that happen do you think she was already pregnant because they just found out what they're having so she has to be at least a couple months well that was probably already in the making. I get that, but they also have known since they said, I think the baby came in June or something, but they've known since August that the baby didn't have a full life to live. That mm-hmm. the the uh you know, the child was probably going to pass on early. And even in that whole midst of that, it's like, don't let me slow down. And let no, me give my dick a break. Be, he he got this planned out, and, and that baby wasn't stopping no chef. He was gonna keep making his kids. That's basically what it is, you know. You know the trajectory that Nick Cannon is on, being though as though we know that he's um sick, and you know he wants to do this whole Doctor Savy documentary, and you know he's on a different wave of thinking. I, I don't think that Nick Cannon uh, believes that he'll be here for a long time. I get it, but I don't know. For me, as a parent, I guess, in my mind, losing a child would just stop me in my tracks. Mm -hmm. And not, you know, necessarily to say that you shouldn't procreate after that, but let me just get my mind right. I mean, nigga, wrap your dick up. That was motivation for him to pop out some more. Oh, my gosh. Like... Don't sit your bony ass down sit there. Sit the fuck down. It's gonna make your money somewhere. Like, oh, shabba, shabu, shawam. I can't, I can't even do it. Uh, moving on. Uh, we just, in the football world, we just had the um, NFC championship game that was played. <laughs> AFC, NFC that was played. So we, we know now that the Bengals and the Rams are going to the Super Bowl. I don't know about y'all, but I am excited. I am excited that it's not the fucking Patriots, that it's not the Bucks. Uh, shout out to Brady, you know what I'm saying? We fucks with you and all that. But I am so excited to see two underrated teams go to the Super Bowl. Somebody that we did not expect, didn't, you know, kind of flew under the radar to get where they're at. Everyone expected the Super Bowl to be... San Fran and the Chiefs. Everyone expected 49ers and the Chiefs to go to the bowl. So the fact that you do have um 
you know, two teams that nobody expected to go. I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be exciting football for everybody to watch. I have already planned my Super Bowl menu. And what is that? Spin out your artichoke dip. About the damn Super Bowl. I know you don't care about that. You care about the food. I'm doing naked wings, naked fried wings, spinach artichoke dip, um, homemade potato skins, and I haven't decided on the rest. You said you had the menu set. Well, wings, potato skins, and artichoke dip. It's all like, you know. You just need like one more thing. Yeah, I, I need one what. more thing. Maybe a meatball. You know, meatball is usually a part of the. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should do a meatball or something. I have no plans to have anyone over. I don't, you know, know who will show up or whatever. I just know that when I'm watching the Super Bowl, knowing that I'm off on a Sunday, I know I'm going to want some Super Bowl food. I need to watch the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, Snoop, Mary J., um, who else? Kendrick Lamar and Dr. Dre. I mean, I'm not really happy about that, but... Not Dr. Dre. Not Dr. Dre. Not imagine being a motherfucker who could go through all this divorce controversy. You done been called a bad, abusive husband. The uh, uh what do you call that? The um, uh, what's her name? With the Michelle. Michelle documentary came out a few years ago. You could be a woman basher, beater, all of that shit. But guess what? When you a man, it don't fucking matter. It don't. Because if that was a woman with that same storyline attached to her, she would not be headlining the fucking no, Super Bowl this year. Would not want y'all she would be damaged goods and would nobody be checking for her, whoever the fuck that was. Uh a Janet Jackson titty accidentally came out and y'all wouldn't let that bitch live it down for <laughs> years. Still one. This this motherfucker, Dr. Drake, has a history of going oops upside a motherfucker head, and y'all let him do the Super Bowl. I, they said he needs his money, okay? Because he gave that bitch with a hundred million dollars or something crazy to me. I'm not knocking him as an artist, but your track record is giving very much Trey songs. If we keep hearing the same shit over and over and over again, it's not a lie. Yeah, Dre, what you gonna perform with your old ass? Uh, what, what, what was the uh, the chronic? Was that was that the? I don't, I don't fucking know what the, what the CD was called. I don't know. But I do think that the um, Super Bowl show is going to be a lot better this year than it was last year. The weekend didn't give me what it needed to be gave last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. It, no. I, I wasn't feeling it. But I'm excited uh, for the football game, even if you don't get into football. Just that atmosphere of the Super Bowl and, you know, partying amongst, you know, your peoples or whatever is great. Um, <clears throat> I didn't want to do this and end on a rough note, but I have to. So, recently everyone saw that uh, former Miss USA Chelsea Crist committed suicide uh, a couple days ago. She jumped from 60 stories up. Oh, so that's what I didn't know. I heard that she jumped from her apartment, but... 60 stories. And... Oh uh, now you'll see in a lot of news articles, um, you know, entertainment articles and online that uh, the conversation about mental health awareness and everything is now being jump started. I mean, I, I don't know why it took for Miss America to leap to her death for us to need to bring this back up on the table, but COVID in general has depressed a lot of people and see, put people. I keep seeing more and more suicides. I'm telling like, you, oh, the King's son, like what exactly. Like 
I don't know if it's the, the, the shift in um, the societal atmosphere around, you know, just how we deal with each other or maybe not having that same social interaction or... I don't know, because uh, it's not like she just clothed again. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe your money's funny. I don't know who knows what, what it is. We have money. Like, Regina King's son, I'm pretty sure. Was, yeah, exactly. Um, The mayor of Hyattsville. The mayor of Hyattsville, which is where we live. The mayor of Hyattsville, black man, committed suicide. Also, you're seeing a lot more black people commit they suicide. They say he was openly gay, too. I didn't know that part. I don't... I don't know exactly what runs through one's mind when you're contemplating actually taking your own life, but it's definitely on the rise in the black community. Yeah. And I don't know if this is because, you know, we don't seek out therapy or, um, you know, a lot of people just want to pray it away or whatever, but suicide in the LGBTQ community is, you know, definitely amongst blacks is on the rise. Um, just black people in general like why are we so comfortable taking our lives now i mean i don't know but i told you like i've been in that space so i get it so yeah where you just don't feel like this is enough and there's just no point of you being here you know for me personally i'm just tired of being depressed tired of waking up and not feeling better about what i was going through and i feel like i was a burden on everyone around me and it's like a dark cloud of me every day and i was like I'm tired of waking up feeling like this, so I need to do something so I can just stay asleep and don't wake up. That yeah. was my thought. Yeah. And, and, and even in an accidental way, it's it's not like saying, I want to disappear. It's just that I don't want to feel this level of hurt right. anymore. Right. And, and I know I'm going to wake up feeling like this tomorrow. Correct. And, I mean, aren't you glad that you got out of that space? Yes. Um, that would have been devastating. I mean, you could slide down the wall, but bitch, don't leave because then, I mean, what am I going to (laughs) do? I mean, you live downstairs. Can you imagine me having to come downstairs to do a wellness check? Oh, my God. Because I haven't heard from you in a couple of days. This was after um, my best friend passed when I was like 16. Oh, yeah. And I left and went to school. Yeah. So I was really depressed at that time. Yeah, I was having stomach problems and everything, which I already do, y'all. Y'all know I got green guts. All the pretty girls got IBS. This was this was really bad. Girl, can't eat, can't sleep. You're like, you know what? I'd rather just not wake up, and that was what I felt. And you know what? It's so sad because in the impoverished communities, I feel like that's something that poor people don't think about doing because they've done this. For so long, you know, like I don't, I don't know how to say that, or whatever. But like, when you see a lot of these corporate motherfuckers, white folks and shit committing suicide, they get caught up in some money shit. They scared to go to jail, you know. Mm-hmm. All of this, they just decide, you know, they don't want to be here no more. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the case may be. Black people are so resilient and so used to having to overcome depression and down times or whatever that. To hear that suicide is on the rise amongst black people is just like, well, when did the shift happen in the resiliency of black people and the strength of black people? Because I don't know about y'all, but I don't hear about a lot of slaves that was committing suicide. (laughs) You should research that. Okay. I mean, they was already hanging us from the trees. I don't think we was going to volunteer to do that shit ourselves. Right. 
So I would love to know, you know, what, what what's the uh, shift in the diaspora or whatever, you know, are these enlightened people? I mean, I, I, Christy, whatever her name is, you know, seemed like she was a smart, you know, young, you know, woman. She was fit, you know, she was living her life. And so you just never know what it looks like. And this just leads me to just say, be not envious of anything that you see someone have or what they're doing or what lifestyle they're living because you literally have no idea what they're going through. Right. Um, this will be the part where we insert the suicide hotline number, but all y'all niggas got phones and you can Google it. <laughs> but um it is a conversation. I've never that, thought about calling no hotline. No, anymore. I've never thought about it was that. Like uh, my parents were like, Oh, should we have her talk to someone? Or something. I ain't want to talk to nobody. I just probably should have. You know what I'm saying? Over. I attempted and it just didn't go well. You know, black people in therapy. No, but it was the pastor. It was Pastor Foster. Oh yeah. And he asked me one question. I bust out crying. Uh, I'm crying. I was like, "That's it." Ever <laughs> she cut off the statue? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? This isn't gonna work, Grandma. That's it. I gotta call Cheryl. That's funny. He thought. He said. He started a conversation off. He said, do you blame yourself for her death? <laughs> That's it. You know what? <laughs> First of all, passive off, our cousin died in a car accident. So why the fuck would you ask that question? Yeah. Bitch, you won't with you? Nigga, did you get the inside scoop Like, before? you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. You can't ask these fucking questions, Pastor. Why was that the first? And that was the first thing he said. God damn. No, no. Nah. My grandfather. My grandma was like, you know what? I think that's just. They already trying to give you chips at the that's, funeral. Yeah. You know, I just. Girl, we was at the funeral. Why did she try to give me, um, was it the crab chip? Yeah. The and, nastiest um, fucking chip. What was playing on the radio? Girl. It was something playing on the radio. Uh, old school song. Keep your head to the sky. And grandma was trying to give you chips. She was like, I don't want the chips, crap. I was like, no. She was like, no, grandma's eating the chips. Like, I'm a kid. Grandma's eating chips. Look at grandma eating the chips. That was not supposed to be funny. At the time, I was like, what the fuck? No, Amber was, was so mad at grandma that day. And I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to combat my grandma force feeding crab chips to my sister, <laughs> wallowing in the abyss on the ground, and I'm just patting her back like it's gonna be all right, baby. Trying to feed me damn crab and mess. Yes, I wouldn't eat that shit if I wouldn't say. Oh my gosh, we love you, Granny. <laughs> That's funny as shit. But yeah, um, listen, I tell y'all, I tell y'all this all the time. Before I go to a, a break and come back with the history. I am in y'all Levan's aunt, okay? Oh, shit. I am here for you and your needs. I had a friend call me today, and this is somebody who I don't speak to on a regular basis. We're close. We went to school together, but she's not someone that I consider, like, a close friend. And she called me today and was like, Bianca, I just need to talk to you because, I mean, bawling, crying. I know that, you know, you're going to tell me, you know, the right things and you know I feel like I'm safe with you and I have a lot of people tell me that that I'm just I'm a non-biased person you can tell me the most wickedest craziest shit and a part of me is just going to take in what you said 
And I'm going to just give you my opinion and my advice from there. Now, am I good at taking my own advice? Fuck that. I'm Pisces. But I'm here for you. Okay? Goodbye. We can't do it. We can't do it. We can't do it. Goodbye, my... Yeah, it's one love. Is they gonna be behind the door? Did they forgive you or not? Coming back from the commercial break. All right, y'all, I'm done. All right, we'll be back. Hey guys, if you're at home right now thinking, dang, how can I start my own podcast and you got some stuff to say, you need to definitely utilize Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also help distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's dope because, you know, sometimes some of us get a little, you know, frazzled about who's listening or not, but you can still make your coins. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Get into it, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I just gotta fuck. Get into it, yeah. You know, don't you cat? She's 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 made her way through the cancellations and everything. Anyway, um, y'all jumping on back into the show. The history of this week is football related. I thought that that would be like a good segue. The Super Bowl is coming up. All that yada yada yada. Um, on this day, I believe Doug Williams was the first black quarterback back to play in a Super Bowl game. 1988, this was the year that Redskins actually won the Super Bowl. I know it's been a long time, but 1988. Was in a Super Bowl game. And to me, I think that is so crazy. Like, people talk about how evolved we are and how progressive things are, but 1988 is literally the year I was born. 33 years ago. That is not that long ago. When you're talking about how long football has been around since like the 40s, 50s, 1988 is the first time a black quarterback played in the Super Bowl. And now, uh, football is dominated by black players. It's crazy. But I didn't do my further research because although football has evolved in a lot of ways, something about that quarterback position always falls on a white man. Mm-hmm. Something about it. You got your your Peyton Mannings and your Tom Brady's and your... You know, whoever the fuck else. And when you think about uh, people like Dak Prescott, who was, I believe, the Cowboys' first black quarterback. Like, that's wild. You know, we could do all other things. We could rush. We could, you know, we could be linebackers. We could do all of that. But when it comes to that, that star spotlight position, that was not something that was given to black men, you know, um, it wasn't really about a skill thing, I guess, in so many ways. And if you watch Colin Kaepernick's, um, I think it's called like Being Kaepernick or whatever it's called. I think it's on Netflix. I haven't watched it. It was so good. It was so good. It just, um, he did compare football to slavery, but in a lot of ways, 
he wasn't wrong and just how hard you have to work to get to this level. And, you know, once you're not deemed usable anymore, then they could just toss you by the wayside and not even think about you. Where you see a lot of these other, you know, like I said, the Peyton Mannings and, um, you know, uh, what's his, what's his name? He's, he's a commentator now, but you know, they get into these positions where they're still set after football ends and, you know, a lot of our people just don't always have those opportunities. So I'm glad that it's evolving, you know, shoot, make your money. There's a whole lot of black men making great money now in the world of football, but 1988, like, God damn, like, that's crazy. I know somebody's husband right now who has like three Super Bowl rings and, you know, maybe that was something that would have been unheard of back in those times or whatever, being a black man or whatever. Um, so... We're leaving the history alone and uh, jumping into the topic of the day. And I just want to start this topic off. I talked to y'all about it being called adulting or um, is there any way to age gracefully or, you know, when do you know? I, I don't know what it's going to be called, but it's about some ageist shit happening, okay? <laughs> and I'm going to start with a story about myself that recently happened oh. and it's the whole catalyst for this damn podcast. Let me take a sip of my drink. Oh, gosh. What happened? So, y'all. I don't know if it's because of COVID or um, just the fact that I am getting a little bit older. Like I said, I'm 33. I'm young and sprightly, okay? What? I am still living my best life right now, okay? And I like real word or did you make that up? That is a real word. Look it up. So I'm not here living my best life. I am more of a bar person. I like to go to the bar where there's music and I can turn up a little bit if I want, but I can go in my work clothes. I mean, I'm always cute as shit for work anyway. (laughs) Optician life. But I'm always cute for work, but I can go slide into my bar after work and I've bought co-workers there in scrubs. It, it, it just doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It gives that loungy effect that I can be me, but, you know, I, I'm in a more relaxed atmosphere. So, my friend, Phil, I don't know if he's going to listen to this episode, but ho, the spotlight is on you. He, uh, you know, wanted to have a bar hopping night. And I said, okay, that's fine. Let's have a bar hopping night. So, we started at our usual bar. We had a drink or two there. And then we went somewhere else and, you know, did a little hookah. From there, we went to a friend's house and had a little champagne and, um, you know, did some TikToks, whatever. And so he says to me, well, the friend that we saw at the hookah spot is a promoter. And she has a club or whatever that, you know, we're we going to go to the club with her tonight. I'm not thinking anything of it, y'all. I'm cool. I'm fun. I'm hip. I was dressed cute. I had on my little clueless dress, a little black and yellow plaid number with leather little straps. You know, I had on heels, you know, little platform boots. My wig was wigging. <laughs> it was given very much half up, half down. I mean, I could have been in an episode of Saved by the Bell. Literally. Okay? Yes. I was so Girl, cute. Girl, it gave Zeno on. Not Saved by the Bell. You don't think it gave... Oh, that okay. shirt, that pink, that pink. No, shirt. no, no, not the pink. I was in a yellow and black dress. Oh. I'm a little... Yeah, the other night it was very oh, much seen on. Yeah, I'm aware though, a little bit. Okay, whatever. So, <clears throat> I'm not thinking anything of it. 
<clears throat> the, the club that we went to was barcode before we went to this other place or whatever. And the vibe was very much R&B night. We had great vibes. Cool. Let's go to the next spot. Y'all, this is where the devil really comes to, into play, okay? The devil is here to tell me that I'm getting old, bitch. We went to, uh, it's called St. Ives, St. Eve's. This is on Connecticut Avenue in D.C. And upon my immediate arrival outside the club, well, first of all, I didn't, I didn't pay to get in the club. I just walked in with the promoter. So... That's my usual. I'm not really into standing in line anywhere anyway. You know, we used to go out back in the day. It's just like, we know somebody and we're going to get in. I see a bunch of biddies, biddy bopping hoes in scantily clad little club dresses. This is on a Thursday night. This is on a Thursday or Friday night. They got their little dresses on, little strappy heels. They're running to the front door in their fur coats. You know, okay, cool. I'm never really intimidated by, you know, other women that I see in the club. Now, here's where shit took a hard left for me. Um, The club atmosphere has changed. Very much so. The club atmosphere, if you're from D.C., Maryland, Virginia, the DMV area, it's no longer giving Ibiza Nights and K Street Lounge vibes, okay? It's very much giving... Y'all motherfuckers think y'all at a Hollywood club in the middle of uptown. <laughs> because there was no dancing going on. No dancing. Not one person I saw in there was busting a groove that was worthy of being called actual dancing. Literally, there were nothing but sections that lined the entire club. And there was nothing but a bunch of bitty bopping hoes. Standing on top of couches in sections on Instagram. There was no dancing. There was no... It was literally all smizing and filters and flashes. There was a strobe light going on that just did not stop. It was like constant strobe light all night. And every five seconds... It used to be in the bar where like... Even if you went to the club like Lotus, somewhere like that... You might see one or two bottles come to tables. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay. Literally every five minutes, I had to move out of the way for bottle girls with their strobe lights coming with, you know, the dumbest messages on these boards. I didn't say anything. Oh my God. The boards for your bottles. Listen, keep it cute. Say happy birthday. Um, It was like, Goon squad TFS till I die. And like there were minimal niggas in the club. Like it wasn't even a whole rack of dudes or whatever in the club. But there were bottles flowing everywhere. Every five minutes. Bottle girls with the light. It's like battle of the bottles. It was really battle of the bottles. Every bitch in there looked like she was dressed from Shein. Straight from Shein. Um... It, it 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 just wasn't giving what needed to be gave, okay? Um, was the last time you been to the club? Before? Oh my gosh! Okay, well, okay. Let me back up and just say this: that I am lesbian, so partying in lesbian spaces and in gay spaces is a little bit different. Where when you have this gay party, unless it's just known for being young, like the paradox. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to party there. You're going to see old heads in there. You're going to see youngers in there. 
it's a party because we're just looking for somewhere that's inclusive for us that we feel comfortable to go party. Mm-hmm. Whereas in straight atmospheres, you have the reggae club, you have the chill club, you have the who's who club, <clears throat> you have the you know, the gothic club, whatever. There are just so many different vibes that you can give when you're at a straight club. So, I'm going to say the last time I have actually been to an actual club, a straight club, mm. is probably one of the last times that probably you and I maybe went to a club, which was years ago. Down there, um, Stonefish? Okay, Stonefish. And even Stonefish is a more Afro vibes kind of club. So you're going to get an older vibe in there. And there are going to be people dancing. I felt so old, y'all. I felt like I was somebody's auntie (laughs) that they bought to the club because it was their birthday. And bitch, you should not be here. (laughs) There were literally nothing but girls who looked no older than 23, 24 years old. I go to the bathroom. First of all, I was glad there was a coat check. I went to the bathroom. Immediately upon arrival in the bathroom, there were girls with makeup palettes out. Um, girls, That's the usual, though. girls being so loud, they were like, <laughs> "Did you see that guy? Like, oh my god, he was gonna totally talk to you, girl." Didn't like, it was teeny bopper style. Like, bitch just turned twenty one. You're at the club. Yeah, it was very much giving um clicks. You know, little groups of four and five girls that that are together. That's always how it's been. It's always how it's been. I guess that I'm just not used to being around the youngness. Mm. Because even when we were going to, you know, like K Street and shit, yeah, you might have some 18 year olds in there, whatever, but you also had. Right, we were the young ones then, I guess, but you had old heads in the club. There was nobody over there who looked like they were 30. Even the niggas didn't look like they was over 30 years old. The fashion, how everyone was dressed, it was, y'all, it very much gave TikTok. (laughs) It was TikTok club atmosphere all the way. Because TikTok is very influential in what people wear, the music that they listen to. It was all like TikTok trap music. It just... I haven't been to a club in a long time. I haven't been to a straight club in a long time. And it really just gave... I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. I've really? never been somewhere... I mean, even to the point where even bitches was mugging on me like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, why are you here? Like... Why do you think people are looking at you like, why are you here? Because they were. Also because everyone was in like super club attire. Because now for us, the club atmosphere has changed for us as you get older where you can wear some more chill stuff in the club and still have a good time. I haven't been to a club so I couldn't tell you. Uh, Girl, girl. I don't know the last time I've been to the club. I mean... I guess it's the pandemic. Like, don't do it. Reconsider. No one had on a mask. There was not one mask in sight. You ain't wake up telling yourself you had COVID today. I did not, cause you know I took all my vitamins that day and I felt fortified. I also didn't walk in the section. Mm. 
I didn't go in the section. What was so crazy about it was, it was probably about 12 at night. And even still, at that time, there weren't people on the actual floor. Everyone was either hovered over a section or standing on a couch in a yeah, section. nobody wants to be in the middle of the floor at the club. Like, that's not cool no more. If you're not in a section, no. It's enough. Right. It's all about... And then... If you are in a section, how many bottles have been bought over to your section? How many hookahs do you have in your section? I saw one section with like six hookahs. Like six hookahs, bottles kept flowing. I said, I don't know about y'all. But back in the day, niggas wanted to see you twerk before they handed over their bottles. Okay. Okay. They wasn't letting you over that rope till you gave a little hope, okay? (laughs) And y'all, I just felt so old. And I was with my friend Phil, and I don't know if men can get away with that a little bit, you know, differently or whatever, but mm-hmm. I just felt like maybe if I had been dressed more for the club atmosphere, but even still, I Probably, felt- I'm thinking, if you had on your clueless number, nobody's wearing stuff like that to the club. Bitch, <laughs> 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 you was dressed like you was going to brunch or something. Brunch and club are two different things. Girl, and now even when you see brunch bitches, they look like they're ready for the club. So, yeah, you wasn't in an all-purpose dress. Listen, I wasn't in an all-purpose dress. I was in my work clothes. They were like, who is this nerd girl? And no, seriously. And so, I even talked to the coat check girl. Like, I gave my coat to the coat check girl, whatever. Coat check was $5. Fucking ridiculous. Um, And I was like, I just feel like I shouldn't be here. Like, literally, I just had to vent to someone at that moment. <laughs> she was like, no, girl, you look cute. No, bitch. <laughs> I'm still sexy. Now, I'm a bit jaded because I go to a gay bar, you know, during the week when I'm having my little happy hour moment. And everyone loves how I dress. Mm-hmm. Everyone raves about how, you know, cute I look and all of that. No. No, 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 no. Ah. It wasn't. It wasn't. By the end of the night, my wig wasn't wigging no ah. more, and I, I just felt very defeated. I said, "Get me out of here!" Ah. Now you felt defeated. I felt defeated. Get me out of here. I cursed my friend out. I said, "Nigga, don't you ever take me to this frou frou ass motherfucking club in a bitch not dressed." And even had I been dressed at the he time. He had been there. He know what is given. I mean, he was dressed like Crocodile Dundee, the ghetto version. So, <laughs> he didn't give a damn. But, I just, uh, I had never experienced that. You you hear about, you know, stuff. Or even like, um, uh, we call her grandma or whatever. We love her. She is in her 70s. And she will tear some, uh, what was that bar she used to go to all the time? Where you said you just went? What's it called? Barco. Oh, Barco. Oh, yeah. She's going in and tearing down. And, you know, while she knows she's the older woman in the club, she also brings a vibe and people just love that energy. But that's not what I felt when I stepped into St. Ives, St. Eve's, St. I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. But it was very fruitful to the point where you could tell they were picking and choosing who they wanted to let in outside. Mm. So I knew that had I come without said promoter, don't remember your name, sweetie. She was beautiful. Um, She was so down to earth. You know, you wouldn't have thought that she was as nice as she was, but... They got to keep an image. You got to look like you belong in it. Correct. And I know they was like, what the fuck? <laughs> 
Are we letting Judy B. Jones in the motherfucking... <laughs> Why are we letting Harriet the Spy in the Girl, motherfucking club? Okay. Because <laughs> what the fuck? So, that jump started my energy about this episode. That is so embarrassing. And, like, it wasn't, like... Okay, first of all, also, y'all, if I hear music, I'm two-stepping. I'm jigging. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my life. It was like, hey, okay, look around. Oh, shit, ain't nobody. Ah, you trying to get it? Dancing. Okay, oh, I'm going to just stop and sip my margarita. I'm going to sip my spicy margarita. Well, like you said, you already came in there, Harriet, the spy. Okay. And then you trying to bust it down. Oh, my gosh. I was like hearing the music. I, I, mind you, I had already been to two spots before this. Mm-hmm. And someone else's house. I'm turned up to the max, okay? And I have to be to work at 10 o'clock in the morning the next day. I'm not where you young folks are. I'm no longer in college where I can party until 4 in the morning and wake up at 8 o'clock and be to class on time and be productive. Okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I was saying, that story, uh, was the first time that I had ever been the old bitch at the club. And it really made me feel some type of way. So... Well, you just have to go to, a, you know, a club that, you know, is on your speed. Correct. That's clearly for the younger crowd. Correct. And so, I was thinking about that too or whatever, that, you know, as we age, that's something that we have to consider and think about before we step out. I can't just try this new spot that I heard was popping. Right. Who did I hear that from? Right. Because now... I have to consider what spaces I'm in and am I going, even when we went to Ozio's, we went to Ozio's brunch and we had a ball, mm-hmm. okay? Was I older than a lot of the people in there? Absolutely. But did I feel like that? No, I did not. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's because it was a day party, you know, it was, you know, after brunch vibes and it's a little bit different crowd, but baby girl, was not feeling like the cat's meow at St. Ives, okay? <laughs> so, it, it begs this question, you know, when do you reach that moment? When you in the middle of the club feeling like I'm the only That was my moment. That was my moment. I haven't reached that moment. I guess because I know, you know, where to go. I don't know. I've never been in that situation. Well, Amber, you're also still a bad bitch. But I still don't like being around younger crowd. Like I, I know where the younger people hang out, and I avoid those places. Yeah, you're a little more hip than I am because I also was never a a, a super club person because I didn't party with straight crowds. Yeah. So that's a, that's another thing too. So that makes a big difference because you don't really party with straight crowds anyway. So on top of that, then they were super young, girl. Girl, that was it's, a failure. He did wrong. And no, and honestly, feel you terrible. <laughs> and he's in the life too, which is just crazy to me. I guess you know, whatever. You know, the girls love Phil, so I guess it was just that pivotal moment for me. Like I literally came home and had to contemplate it. <laughs> like I literally, this whole entire show is. <laughs> No, and like when you when I woke up and read your text, I was like, "Oh, did you see the video?" But what was ten times funnier was yeah, I was looking at your video of you in there, like people in the background, like (laughs) fucking shit. 
In the video, I could tell. So when she told me about her experience, it was ten times funnier when she uploaded her video. Cause she's all smiling, she's all like dancing to the music and like recording herself, and people were like looking at her like, "Fuck is she?" Like, doing? what the fuck is this bitch doing, Auntie? Get your ass out the goddamn clip. Now there are people who. Are, are not going to ever feel any type of way about being in those atmospheres because they put themselves in those atmospheres on purpose. Mm-hmm. They don't care about that. But it's like, when is that pivotal moment? At what age do you feel like you're turning over that leaf that it's just not the same for you anymore? I mean, I guess mine was last week, but... You know, any other time, you know, it would be like, oh, you want to go here? You want to go there? Oh, invite me. I will be there. And this reminds me of my Auntie Kim. Because for years, she would show up anywhere. Okay? It doesn't matter where you were at. The go-go, the club, the bar. Baby girl was showing up. Okay? Uh, Auntie and all. She, zero fucks were given. And then she kind of like made herself the life of the party. (laughs) And... But I feel like that's how you are. But I feel like you wouldn't have felt like that if you weren't underdressed. Not only me being underdressed, but the atmosphere of what was going on in the club totally threw me off. Mm -hmm. I mean, I literally have been to clubs where I'm in line, grooving, okay? I can't wait to get in. Oh, shit. It's not like it's shit popping in there. I can't wait to get in that motherfucker. And no, this is this is not what it was. Not at all. I mean, even upon me leaving the club, because we literally stayed for one drink, and I told him, I got to go. I don't think that's just, I don't think that's a club period. I really think it's where you were. That is a bougie club. I guess it I was. I should have told you, no, you didn't tell me where you were going. I would have told you that was enough. Yeah, I probably should have called someone before I decided to show up in my clueless dress um, after work. Anyway. You're killing me. But um, also, you see a lot of, like, getting off of me shit, getting into society. Uh, you see a lot of now older, uh, mostly women, there are a lot of men, too, that are into this whole, you know, I look good for my age, and I'm still going to dress sexy, and... You know, all of that. And even, like, my own mother hears this all the time. They hear how old she is. My mom will be 56 this year. And I did not know that. I've been telling my people that my mom's 53 years old for, like, two years <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> no, mom told me the other day, Uncle, do you know I'll be 56 this year? I said, I know you lying. <laughs> I've been telling people you're 53 years old. <laughs> She was like, no, Bianca, I'm about to be 56. My mom is gorgeous. She looks great for her age. Even though, you know, um, um, she's letting her hair go like silver or whatever. And I can't even say great because it's literally, there's no in between. It's just going silver now at this point. My mom doesn't look what we deem like her age. And even me saying that is a contradiction to what this episode is about because what does looking good for your age exactly mean? Because if someone looks at you, they wouldn't guess you were as old as you are. True, but and, and what is that, what are we comparing that to? Because for one, 
A 55-year-old white woman and a 55-year-old black woman are two totally different entities. That's the perfect example. And they're not going to look like... And I guess, and that's my thing. When we say that, are we comparing that aesthetic to what white people look like as they age? I don't know. It's just like, in your head, if you thought of a 60-year-old woman, it's like, oh, in my head, I would think, you know... Right. Like, our great-grandmother is 90. She'll be 91 in June. And... To some people, she could be 75 years old. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So, we're not necessarily comparing. I don't think people necessarily compare it to white people or anything. But in my head, when I think of a nine-year-old woman, I'm thinking of someone decrepit. Like, right. And that's and, not what you see. Correct. You and and I think that, but, and again, like, we, I keep continuing to ask myself, like, okay, I work in optical. So... When you're in optical, when you get someone's charts, you see how old they are. It mm-hmm. literally has how old they are. And when I'm looking at it, I already have it in my mind what this person is supposed to look like because mm-hmm. I might get the chart before I see them. Mm-hmm. And I see people all the time. I had a black woman come in. She was 51 years old and I could not believe my eyes. I was like, there is no way you are 51. But it's like 51 compared to who? Because 51 looks different on all people. Because we're mm-hmm. all fucking different. Mm-hmm. And if you look super old at 51, that's also a thing. Like, compared to what? What the fuck am I supposed to look like? I've never been 51, so what the mm-hmm. fuck am I supposed to look like? So, we get into this um, concept of what age appropriateness is and what it means to look your age. And... I think that's also, like, a societal thing about, like, how fit you are mm-hmm. and what you look like in your clothes and all of that. I think we've all seen, you know, several of these women online in their 70s who are fit, who look good. You know, they putting on their sexy little dresses and they pumps and they getting it. And everyone looks at them and says, oh, my God, she looks great. And then you have people like the pink grandma, a white lady, yeah. and she's really old, but she dresses super sexy. And then you have people mm-hmm. who leave comments that like, this isn't appropriate for her age, this doesn't look good, X, Y, and Z. But if she was fit and trim and toned, would you have that same energy for her? Right. So... I don't think it's a thing about looking your age. It's honestly about... It's kind of... It's kind of age appropriation if you think about it. I mean, I guess we we know that at a certain point in time, you know, our hair is going to fall out. Our, you know, our bodies are going to be a little softer and sag and all of that. Basically, if, if you're taking good care of yourself. Right. Because there are people that are our age that are looking so bad. They look like they could be fucking 40. This like, is true. If you don't take care of yourself, you're going to look bad. And old. Now, me personally, for myself, I'm not going to hold you. Um, ooh, should I say this? Oh. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. So, uh, I have a person who works with me who is the same age as me. And when I learned that they were the same age as me, I gasped. Like, I could not fathom that me and this motherfucker is the same age. For real? And I was just like, oh my God. Doing bad. 
not even necessarily doing bad, but very auntie in the way that they present oh, okay. themselves, how they dress, mm-hmm. how they talk. It's just very much giving grandma mom. <laughs> and I guess even upon like uh patients who encounter me and find out that I'm in my 30s, they can't believe it. Mm-hmm. They're like 30, 33. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to be 34. That's they, why I get cougar vibes because these youngins. You're for sure a cougar. They're like, the youngins stay in my DM. Well, you know what it is? Okay, I'm just say this. It, it really is about like how you dress and how you present yourself because although Amber and I are a year apart, She's way more sexy than I am in terms of how she dresses. Bianca was killing me the other day talking about how she didn't have sex appeal. I don't. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I only have a sex appeal in the bedroom. Oh, yeah. In the bedroom, I'm. You know, do you have a an alter ego or something? I I don't know. I guess I literally have had several partners ask me, did I want to do like porn hub and stuff? Oh my god! Let me turn this. You was so nasty. y'all. I don't know what mom turned this off. I don't know what your daughter's over here talking about. I don't know what she talking about. I don't even do that nasty stuff that she's talking about. No, it's not even about being nasty, but just in general, my confidence maybe it's just like. My sex appeal, I, I guess I, I'm a confident person, I guess, in bed or whatever. You're and confident, period. I am. I'm confident, period. But I'm not confident in a sexy way during the day. You know what I'm saying? I'm more so I wear what I want. And I am, uh, I guess, kind of artistic in the way that I dress or whatever. I, I take risks. I'm, I, I am not trendy at all. Whatever the fuck all y'all hoes is wearing out here that's nice and cute and what's the vibes... Send that shit to Amber because she looks good and all that. She can pull off the trends and the fashion, all that. And me, I'm more so um, just who I am. I'm just kind of a artsy kind of person or whatever. I just, you know, dress how I feel. So, I don't consider myself sexy. Now, am I a fat girl with a bad body? Yes, absolutely. You cannot tell me that I'm not. 250 pounds stacked, bitch. Okay? But... Do I feel like, I'm going to just say this, way more men try to talk to me as a younger woman than try to talk to me at my age now. Really? Absolutely. When I was younger, in my early 20s, those 40, 50 year old niggas was on a bitch line. Like, literally. Now, I feel like. I guess because I've gained a little bit of weight, but it's not even that, whatever. I just feel like they maybe they know that they can't play games with me or something, or I don't know. But I don't get approached by as many men as I used to, which isn't a bad thing for me because I'm not checking for no nigga to, you know, approach me anyway. But just the fact that I am vigilant that that is something that does not happen to me as often as it used to. I remember you saying that one time when you was like, you was like, ain't nobody talking to me. You was like, Am I an old bitch? Or oh, exactly. oh, shit. Like, in a mall. You was like, you know what? Ain't nobody trying to talk to me today. I'm listen. Like, what? Okay, I think this happened to you. That's when that nigga tried to talk to you at the stand, right? And it was like, y'all, listen. You know what? You got to be confident to get old, okay? I'm going to just say that. Because there are a lot of people who probably age and, oh, I hate to hear that. And we know people like this or whatever. That's like, oh, I look so old. I'm getting old. Oh no, it's not a threat. And it's just like, bitch, be blessed. Because you could have died yesterday. And then you wouldn't have had a chance to fucking get old. But I also understand 
that notion of like, oh shit, I am getting older. Because again, like Amber and I can go to the mall and niggas left and right will be trying to talk to Amber. And they just walk right past me. (laughs) (laughs) They must know I'm on my way to get a pretzel dog and leave the mall. (laughs) But I'm trying to get a pretzel as well. That's just the whole thing that you don't know. Young man, young man. (laughs) Well, you also dress a lot trendier and younger than I do. Oh, do I? Yeah, like you dress like... Like, I dress cute, but I also dress more... Like a cute auntie. Like a cute auntie. <laughs> like, literally. Like, y'all, okay. I'm going to post on the podcast page what my going out looks like compared to what Amber's going out looks like. Because <laughs> it is two very different things. Amber's also into decolletage, cleavage, you know... Things like that. And if you know me, I'm not a cleavage person. Because you have ass. I don't have no truth of the fuck else on the show. I got to show these titties. Okay. <laughs> Hips and titties. That's all I got. <laughs> what else I'm supposed to show? But it's also like, when I put on certain things that I would have been comfortable with. Okay, for example, Amber and I went out to dinner probably like last week or like two weeks ago. And I had on fishnets with like this short red leather skirt. And in my mind, I kept kind of pulling the skirt down a little bit because mm-hmm. I felt like it was short mm-hmm. and it was sexy and it probably wasn't that short. But in my mind, I guess it's just that kind of like getting older thing. Because I like, didn't think that it was too short. It, it didn't, but I felt the draft up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to ask ourselves like, should we go by this whole like what is deemed age appropriate and no. things like that? And it is, you know, a lot harder. I even see my own mom, you know, who has gone through this change where my mom will put on a pair of heels in a minute, you know, wear her little booty shorts, you know, all of that. And now my mom is like, I can't do that, Bianca. Like, that's a little too much for me. And while that's not a bad way to think or anything like that, you know, it's just like, who is saying that? you know, older women can't watch this. Wait till I'm in my 50s. And I'm never going to stop dying my hair. Somebody asked me, it's like, so when are you going to stop dying your hair for what? Yeah, I would still dye my hair too. Actually, I might dye my hair Anybody in a winkle? You are stupid, Amber. But, so the, the question of, you know, age appropriateness and, um, you know, what is still deemed sexy at what age? Because there's a fine line. You can see a woman in her 50s being a bad bitch in a bodycon dress, but the second it gets a little too short, then all of a sudden she's not age appropriate. Mm-hmm. You can be curvaceous and things that fit close to your body, but at what age are you not age appropriate? I feel like if I still feel confident in it, like if I feel like, if I was like mom, like, oh, you know, I don't feel comfortable, then, then I just won't do it. Right. You can be sexy at any age. You can, and I, but a lot of that I think is also from seeing other people your age and how they present themselves. Right. Because. If you want to be a granny, that's your business. Right. You know, if you still want to be a bad bitch at 65 years old, I don't think it should be a thing of, oh, you look great for your age. People take that as a compliment, but it's really not always a compliment. Mm-hmm. Because this is just what I look like. What what should I look like? What, what should I be presenting at this age or whatever? Mm-hmm. Naturally, you are, your style is going to change and, 
you know, women's dresses get a little longer and they just feel more comfortable in certain things. But at the end of the day, you can wear whatever the hell you want. And men aren't held up to those same standards. I mean, my aunt's husband is, what, 60-something? And this nigga look like he's still a nigga from the block uptown. Still dressed, fly as hell. Yeah, so why is it that when when a guy does it, that he go on a zaddy Instagram page? Correct. Because a woman is on a fine line. If a woman is not fit... Or doesn't have a, 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 a nice body and she's dressed sexy as an older woman, they tell her she needs to stop what she's doing. Mm-hmm. But as soon as an old man put on some Jordans and some fucking, you know, fitted jeans and a coat, he's zaddy. Right. And I'll be looking at the head. And zaddy dick probably don't work. Right. Okay? You're probably pop- popping Viagra when my coochie is still lubricated. Okay? Is that true that that um, our sex drive goes up and then it goes up? They say that the sex drive for I don't know um, how different it is for women and men, but they definitely said that like I think they said like your thirties is like your peak or forties. But this is only if you keep having sex. So if you have an already healthy sex life, as you get as you progress, mm-hmm. it will, you know, you, you, it, it's different. But if you just shut down and stop, mm-hmm. you can't expect to get that back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's like riding a bike, but. I mean, they got pills and things for that now. Yeah, it's just, um, I think this whole conversation about, like, you know, um, what is appropriate and, um, has a lot to do with body appropriation. And that goes for men and women. If you're physically fit and still looking buff and toned, Mm -hmm. then automatically you look good for your age. Instead of just being a fit person, Mm -hmm. whether you're 80 or whether you're 50, there are some people who are in better shape the older that they get or whatever. So, you know, what do you tell, you know, a person who's, you know, 50 years old, and then they just decide to, like, lose all of this weight. Did they not look good for their age before? Right. I'm confusion because in my family trajectory, <laughs> I'm only going to get fatter. Oh, my God. I, I, know, like I know you don't like to hear that, Amber. But all the women in my family still look great for their age. Yeah. In the face of... All the women in my family look young. And even up to my great-grandmother, who, like I said, will be 91. So, I, look. Maybe, maybe we do need to join Planet Fitness. I told y'all, I'm about to get me a motherfucking Planet Fitness subscription. Uh, what do they call it? Contract. I don't know what they call membership. it. Membership. There it is. There you go. Auntie at the gym. Episode two. Uh, yeah, look, they Auntie say at the club. Auntie at, at the, the gym. gym. Okay, I'm ready to tell my story. I survived <laughs> my first day at Planet Fitness. Y'all gonna be hearing about it because <coughs> something about this double chin just ain't working <laughs> for me. Okay. It's the double chin. I have lost 25 pounds since Woo-hoo. I started working. And, you know, just walking more and stuff like that. And while I do see the difference, you know, uh, this time last year, Amber and I were in Vegas. I think we were just coming home today, like, mm-hmm. in Vegas. And looking back on pictures when I was in Vegas, 
Someone should just told me don't eat no bread. <laughs> because baby girl, I mean, I still have a little gut, you know what I'm saying, in my clothes. But as soon as I put on a little bit of shapewear, even just a smoother, I'm just a fat girl with a big butt. That's just it. That's all. No, it was given hang time in the front, okay? <laughs> it was given hang gang gang, okay? And it wasn't cute at all. So I understand why, you know, we get older and we gain weight and we feel like we're supposed to, like, cover ourselves up a little bit more or, you know, we get hairier or our skin gets saggier or our breasts, you know, fall or whatever. And it's just like, what aesthetics are we comparing ourselves to? We're supposed to get older. We're supposed to age. That's a blessing. You know how many people aren't here to experience getting older? Like, I would love to know what my cousin Desi would look like right now. Are we having a midlife crisis right now if he tattoos on the side of my face? I don't know. <laughs> like, honestly. I just got a hangover when that turned over looking at me. I'm saw her tattoo. It's <laughs> a midlife crisis. Probably 34 years old, bitch. Daniel, you should face tat it. This was supposed to be a mistake that we regret now that we're in our 30s. No, bitch, give it to me right now. I'm embarrassed. I mean, at least the tattoo could look old. Right. No, it's healing, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you just got that. <laughs> they ain't gonna say that at my job. Um, I wear my hair down a lot, so... I mean, even it's darker now because it's healing. Right. But, you know, once it, you know, peels and all of that. I mean, what can you say? I mean, I'm selling glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the optical world. Do you want to see or not, bitch? Don't worry about what my <laughs> tattoos look like. But that's a real thing. Like, we have to stop comparing what is deemed to look quote-unquote good mm -hmm. what is deemed you know good looking at a certain age because even my grandmother is what 74 and she's beautiful for her age mm -hmm. but even me saying that it's like bitch she's 74 what the fuck is she supposed to look like right and we just have to stop this like ageist you know culture that we're in which is really hard to even say that because that's that's the climate that we're in and whatever but I mean, I would hope that someone was saying those things about me at that age. But at the same time, I'm at this point now where if a person was to say that to me, I would be like, well, what am I supposed to look like? Right. You know, but on the flip side of that, when you see somebody who looks old, you're like, damn, they only how old? Yeah. Because again, we're comparing them to what? To what level of beauty or what level of... What standards are we... To me, I say those things when someone is, like, taking care of their self and, you know... Right. You and just wouldn't expect. Like I said, right. if you have a number in your head, I don't know, you automatically think, oh, just like when we were younger, we thought 30 years old was so fucking old. Yeah, like, I remember when mom turned 30 and, like, cut right. her hair and dyed her hair. Right, you thought that was so old. Now the church, you know, at 30 and... But now that I'm thinking about it, mom... Yeah. <laughs> what stupid the haircut you decided to get when you turned 30 uh, wasn't Who's exactly sexy Amber she cut all her I'm gonna tell you the picture I remember of mom we were standing on the porch I think we was about to go to church or something and mom had on a purple one piece 
one piece like little pantsuit and she had cut all her hair off and was blonde and she had like the little curls yeah it was giving auntie <laughs> at 30 years old because maybe that's why we thought 30 was so old the new 30 ain't the old 30 yeah. And I will say that that the, the the culture in general is performing younger and you know wanting to you know be younger, look younger and all of that goes to say like if I'm one of those people that just truly doesn't give a fuck and I just let time do whatever it's going to do for me or whatever is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. Like you have all of these, you know, retinol and collagen and things for your skin and all of that and it's like at some point in time like could you really see an 85 year old woman putting retinol on her face to to not have wrinkles it's like bitch grow up bitch grow up <laughs> even though she's already old but um yeah I, I just I really wanted to talk about that I would love for y'all to give me feedback about this episode because I just want to know like do you feel we all always say it like you know Amber and I we joke all the time like oh bitch I'm getting oh wait a minute you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to recovery we're not even going to talk about hangover recovery because that is a whole nother show in and of itself bitch this is why we all day drinkers now okay Mm -hmm. we drink during the day if you want me to be there after 9pm it's just not going to go over well for you (laughs) and if it does I'm going to be hurt and I got to call out of work the next day right I can do it. I was thinking that. Bitch, you were bold for going to the club and you had to go to work the next day. Listen, I was very, very bold. And that was another thing. The fact that I was even out. You know, all these young folks out here, you know, it it was a Wednesday night or something. Mm -hmm. Wednesday night, the work week is not over. I'm pretty sure some of y'all got to go. I hop and work y'all shift tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But y'all were here in the club, popping bottles, spending up all your little $500 checks, getting sections in the club. With your Shein dresses on. I look. I, I don't know what else to say. It's just that we have to like kind of stop that culture. You know. Of course, y'all know it wouldn't be a, a true Tea with Queen Bee podcast if somebody didn't interrupt us every motherfucking time we go to record. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I was saying before we wrap up. Um, I guess a lot of this is about you know just like that the culture that we're in, you know, especially with social media and so many beauty products and makeup regimens and workout this and that. And it's just like, it kind of promotes the culture of look how young, look as young as you can for as long as you can. And even now, if you look back on, you know, videos and footage of things from like the seventies, you will see people in their twenties and you'll be like, what? Right. Like, w- there's no way you were only 22 looking like your name was Martha. <laughs> but that was the culture at that time. And so, you know, we've just moved into this kind of um, younger, you know, promoted culture. Even, you know, celebrities that you see like LL Cool J and, you know, I don't know who else. Just older people now. It's just always about, like, looking younger and younger yeah, and younger. Yeah. And... No one, you know, except, you know, you have your, your Anita Bakers and your Gladys Knights and, you know, people like that who they kind of just accepted that this is what they look like. And they also come from a different generation. And a lot of these older people that you see, like a Smokey Robinson, they look better now than they did when they were 50. It's crazy. You see them all the time now. So it's a give and take thing. 
Um, I will say that it it jarred me a bit. Okay, <laughs> it, it it put me. You know, I'm almost 35. You know what I'm saying? So I'm almost in my mid-30s, which even saying that, my stomach hurts. So it's a blessing, but at the same time, just be a little bit more, you know, show a little mercy to people if they don't, quote-unquote, look how they're supposed to look at their age. Motherfuckers had hard lives out here. Everybody's not going to look... That's what all I say. Yeah. Everybody ain't going to look how they did in high school. Like, this whole 10-year challenge went around on Facebook a couple weeks ago, and there were so many people hating, talking about, um, don't nobody want to see y'all looking old and this and that and the third. They didn't say this was the 10-year challenge if you look young. They just said it was the motherfucking 10-year challenge. And even still, there were so many people talking shit, being extra rude, all of that or whatever, when people were literally just playing a game on Facebook. And that's part of our fucking problem is we too concerned about what people look like or what is giving. If a motherfucker want to, you know, I I know people my age who look old. Mm Mm-hmm. They dress a certain way. They move a certain way. These are also people who have kids, who live a different work life, all of that. It is what it is. And also on the opposite side of that, if you are, you know, in your 40s and 50s and still feel like you want to dip in and do it and be the oldest motherfucker in the club, then you do that too. <laughs> dip it and do it. You want to zip it and zoo it, then you zoo it, baby, okay? Because <laughs> grandma... No, one monkey don't stop her show, okay? <laughs> to the point where this woman has been asked not to come back to certain clubs yes. because she doesn't fit the aesthetic because she's in her 70s. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Everybody loves her. But that's not the aesthetic they're going for. So they're haters. <laughs> Shout out to you, Grandma. I love you with your fanny pack and your pre-roll J's, okay? <laughs> Can't tell her nothing. Um... Anything you want to add before we wrap it up, bud? You know, now that we're talking about this, maybe I do need you to give me some of them creams from the Target. <laughs> Just saying. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm. look at this motherfucker. Look, Dr. Daniel Bober, you look like you had some work done. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not against that, though. Like, being better about taking care of my skin and, like, yeah. I drink a lot differently than I did when I was like, a, you know, when I was younger, it was more so like you go out to the club, you get drunk, and then you wait until you go out to the club again, where now every day is a struggle, and I need that glass of wine, or I'm at that happy hour, and you know what, sometimes maybe I do need a little retinol to pick me up. Well, if you start looking bad, so y'all need to cut back on, I don't know what drugs y'all doing. I hear great. Yeah, also be mindful. Like, look at yourself, you know, a year before. And, you know, I look at pictures of myself, you know, just from a year before to see, like, how much difference I can see or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Look, I just want y'all to know I refuse to be the old bitch at the club. So, before anybody asks me to go anywhere the fuck else again, you make sure you tell me what is given before I decide to wear my work clothes okay. into this atmosphere. Woo, got a bitch feeling. Oh, you know, let me tuck my hair behind my ear. I don't mind aging because I can tell, like, in my face that I've aged from pictures. I was looking at, like, three-year memories 
And I could tell that I've aged in my face. Man. I still, I mean, I still feel like I look good, so I, I mean, you look, you look, you're very, you know, your skin's good or whatever. Um, I don't know. I think that my skin is not as good. I also smoke. To and you know, um, I don't have the best drinking habits, so you know, maybe that would change a little bit. You know, I need to up my water intake, up your water intake, you know, do 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 what you gotta do for the best you, okay? Because some of these people y'all hating on, y'all say look so old, it's healthier than you, baby, in the lungs, guts, heart, and all that shit. <laughs> Ain't even ever had a colonoscopy. No way, <sighs> all right, y'all. Um. I used to promote businesses on the show, but y'all don't fuck with your girls. So, uh, you know, continue. Um, Amber still has services with her, um, skin tightening, fat lipo, laser lipo, butt lifting, Mm -hmm. teeth whitening, all of that. There are specials going on all the time. The Goddess Beauty Lounge, T-H-E-E, Goddess Beauty Lounge, all one word on Instagram. Y'all get in because maybe we give it half off services and all of that. And when the spring comes around, don't say we didn't tell you so. Right. Okay. Okay, why you why you over there thinking about wrinkles and how you look old? Well then there's things that you could do for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Alright, y'all. Um I guess we'll see y'all next week. I don't know what story I'll have for y'all then. I have to go watch you for it, yeah. Uh hopefully it's not me. Being the old bitch at the club. Okay. Stay on our lane. Happy hour. We love y'all for free. Bye. Bye.